0: This is the Oanda Podcast.
1: You're listening to the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. And today I'm delighted to say we're joined by Ed Moyer in New York. Good afternoon from London, Ed. How are you doing?
0: Greetings from New York.
1: Let's start with the earnings season that continues and some very important results we've seen over the last few days, particularly from the likes of Apple and Amazon.
0: Yes, uh, I think that leading up to uh, this mega cap tech earnings day, uh, everyone was really impressed with how um, uh, the majority of companies, it was over 80% of the S&P 500 companies were delivering strong earnings beats. Uh, All the signs were pointing that you have a strong U.S. consumer uh, that is able to handle these pricing pressures, and then we hear uh, results from uh, Amazon first, um, and and really uh, uh, disappointed. Um, you, you had uh, a soft earnings number, uh, net, net sales. Uh, I think for, for a lot of people, um, um, surprised. Um, there 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 was anticipation that you were going to have. Uh, another strong beat there and uh, the, the the outlook was terrible and, and i think a, a lot of that was because uh, amazon is is just battling labor wage pressures and uh, they have an additional four billion in costs uh, just to, to cover this holiday quarter and uh, it, it really goes to show that uh, you know even um, as we approach the holiday season uh, you're, you're seeing the the, the behemoths, uh, they are struggling with these supply chain issues. And that doesn't spell a good story for the smaller uh, c- company. Um, and then after we had Amazon, Apple reported, and, and uh, there was, I think, for a lot of people, a big surprise. Um, um, I don't think it should have been. I mean, I think we, we discussed uh, a couple weeks ago, there was that. Um, expectation that um there was going to be a little bit of a shortfall on iphone uh supplies and uh, you you were probably going to see them be eight to ten iphones mil, uh, eight to ten million iphones short of of what they wanted to deliver in the fourth quarter um and and apple is is it uh, was really focused on uh, the supply chain impacts and he they, they basically highlighted that they're going to worsen in the fourth quarter uh you know apple No no one was surprised that they uh, refrained from giving guidance, but the the supply constraint costs, um, that was really what uh, impacted them. It was about six billion, an impact of six billion dollars on revenue. So so I think. You know, short term, you know, this is like, wow, this is a this has really uh, been a big hit. It's going to stretch out some of those iPhone sales, but it, it's not going to deliver a, a strong holiday season, which I think a lot of people were still anticipating. I mean, Apple and Amazon, they have the preferred relationships for all these manufacturers. And uh, if they're struggling to get their their handle on supplies, it, it really. uh you know raises concern that we might have a very unhappy holiday season so i I don't mean to sound like the grinch here but uh, i think there there are concerns that you're going to see a lot more uh uh, concerns of, of people not be or companies not being able to deliver uh what they need to for the holidays
1: there were other earnings over the last five six days as well weren't there
0: Yes, very much so, and and I think overall there was a lot of optimism leading up to Amazon. You you had strong results from Microsoft. When you consider you know Alphabet, they 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 had rather, I think I think the cloud numbers could have been a little bit better. Uh, but um, overall, that was still upbeat. Um, one of the interesting ones that uh, I thought that for a lot of people, it it painted. A very concerning view for uh, financial brokerages uh, globally was uh, Robinhood's earnings. Uh, they they saw uh, I I think shares dropped uh, immediately like eight percent, and they they had a um, a very uh, lackluster quarter. Um, they you know Robinhood's been uh, riding the crypto wave, and and uh, they saw crypto uh, trading really uh, tumble. Uh, so 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 I think that uh, that's a new it's a Fairly new company, uh, uh, and and they're 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 seeing their business models possibly get threatened. So uh, uh, I, I think um, you saw a lot of weakness in Robinhood, and and some of that kind of uh, suggested that you know the. You know the the torrid pace of, of trading from retail guys is, is somewhat slowing down and and um, you saw that uh, weakness uh, passed on um, with a lot of the European uh, um, brokerages as well. So I think that was an interesting one. But overall, it was positive uh, before we really got to Apple and Amazon. And I think today, well, you know, er- earnings from uh, Exxon and Chevron. I mean, it, it the, the those pretty much went as expected, uh, you know, higher energy costs uh, surging oil prices and nat gas prices. Um, and while these companies, you know, maintain uh, financial discipline, uh, you know, they, they, they were not ramping up their costs at all uh, this year. And so they, they crushed it. And they're, they're in such a they have an overwhelming supply of cash that they're now, you know, highlighting that they're going to be doing more buybacks. They obviously uh, uh, kept their dividends. Uh, so, so I think you're seeing the energy complex is, is really still looking upbeat as these higher energy prices uh, seem to be uh, lasting a while longer. And uh, I think, uh, no, it was a quite quite the earnings season, and it, it goes on next week. But I think this is, this is the brunt of it, so we'll probably uh, – focus more on other things next week
1: we've been focusing a lot on the budget this week here in the uk with the chancellor of the exchequer's announcement on wednesday but uh, some people would have missed what was probably the more significant moment this week when the bank of canada ended qe they didn't get as much publicity in the uk but certainly a significant moment
0: Yes, I think for a lot of traders, the the Bank of Canada, uh, at least this side of the Atlantic, was uh, the main event. <laughs> um, I, I think that you you saw a hawkish turn there, and and for a lot of investors, uh, um, you, you you're really seeing uh, a vindication of what the market was pricing. Um, there 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 was optimism that Canada and their uh, economic recovery was going to have uh, the Bank of Canada positioned to deliver four rate hikes next year. Uh, the immediate ending of QE uh, and, and uh, just uh, consistent focus on pricing pressures uh, about them being there for longer and that uh, inflation was going to be around their target by the end of 2022, you know, just uh, was a vindication that the bank of Canada is poised to uh, d- deliver uh, those four rate hikes possibly next year. And, and, and I think that you know, the, the, the market, um is uh, really, um, I think, loving the, the Canadian dollar because you're probably going to see elevated oil prices. Um, um, right now, oil is pulling back this week, but um, you're, you're, you know, overall since the end of August, it's been one way up from sixty dollars to eighty-five, and uh, I think there is still uh, room for higher prices just based off of the oil market deficit that's firmly in place. Um, but, but you're, you're going to have Canada really thriving on their economic recovery, stable or higher energy prices from where we are right now. And uh, it, it's, it's likely to uh, lead to, I think, some more longer term bets. Um, you, you've heard a lot of people talking about the return of the carry trade. Um, and, and I think you'll, you'll see that a lot of people will try to ride that wave with the, the Canadian dollar. So very interesting um, uh, developments by the Bank of Canada, and I think there's optimism that uh, not much is really going get to get in their way um, as far as setting monetary policy for next year.
1: Very interesting indeed. I wish I could say the same thing of the European Central Bank, though, uh, Ed. Unlike the Bank of Canada, there was no policy change, and the question, I suppose, is when will they actually make a move of any type? Because it seems another false dawn has come and gone.
0: Out of all the advanced economies, uh, I think right now everyone kind of has the, the the eurozone in last place as far as their economic recovery, and, and they're they're going to struggle. Uh, they're they're they they're battling the uh, brewing energy crisis. There's just uh, um, you, you're you're seeing um, inflation um, really just run wild. Uh, but, you know the inflation data today, I think, it hit a 13-year high, um, and, and and right now the the market, uh, you know. Everyone knows that uh, eventually some point next year, the European recovery is really going to gain some traction. But uh, the expectations were that you might get a rate hike in December. And after uh, the ECB rate decision and and, uh, Lagarde's briefing, um, she she tried to, you know, push back on market expectations on when uh, they'll tighten policy. But... uh, her comments on inflation, high inflation will last longer than expected. Uh, supply chain issues um, will, will take a good chunk of 2022 to resolve. Really has, has a, I, I think, the FX market pricing in now a 20 basis uh, point increase in October. Uh, that's a big move. And, and uh, you, you saw post-ECB, the euro had its best day, I think, in five months, um, and, and I think you're 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 still going to see I think optimism here that the eurozone um, recovery uh, once they get past this winter once uh, you start to see some uh, transitory effect with inflation uh, I think you'll 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 see the euro become an attractive investment uh, the, the the yields across the southern periphery been surging um, so so I think there's there there is expectations that the recovery will lag um, a lot of the other advanced economies, but uh, there, there is optimism that the ECB might not be as dovish and year as, as people were initially thinking.
1: Now, Ed, I wanted to ask you about this uh, cryptocurrency explosion that is Shiba Inu. It soared more than 45% over 24 hours. And according to one report that I read, this all started with a, a, a mystery investor putting in eight thousand dollars just a couple of years ago or less actually and it's now worth nearly six billion dollars how did that happen
0: the market cap of shiba inu is bigger than Robinhood. it's it's insane how this this uh <clears throat> crypto uh, currency has just really dominated on most of the social media platforms Uh, shiba inu is a cryptocurrency built on the ethereum network it's really viewed as the dogecoin killer Um, in my professional career i never thought i'd be talking about dogs on coins but (laughs) here we are and uh, it is really attracting so much attention and i think this is one of the problems right now the cryptocurrency world is facing Um, you know this week should have been about the Continued interest flowing into Bitcoin ETFs. There's more Bitcoin products uh, made available. Uh, these ETFs are still seeing the demand has uh, waned off a little bit, but it's still there. There's still momentum there. You're seeing um, a lot more of the whales, uh, people that that are holding significant um, uh, Bitcoin positions, are are unfazed and they're increasing their holdings. Um, and with Ethereum, Ethereum just had their uh, their uh, heavily anticipated network upgrade, which is really uh, addressing the concerns of making it faster, cheaper, and more importantly, uh, more friendly to the environment, uh, re- reducing that energy consumption, which uh, is, is, I think, a growing risk for uh, several cryptocurrencies. So, so right now, Shiba Inu is gaining all the attention, and it it really shouldn't. Uh, Ethereum is still, it's still, you know, pushing to fresh record highs, but the pace is nowhere near where I think it should be. Um, and and cheap Eno is is really the epitome of pump and dump. I think eventually you will see this crashing. Uh, I thought it would have happened earlier in the week. It didn't. It's still fairly uh, supportive, and, and that's because you're 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 still seeing retail money come into this. And uh, I think the the concern is that a lot of a lot of these retail traders, they're looking at Bitcoin. They're saying like, well, if Bitcoin goes from sixty-two thousand, where it's currently trading, to a hundred thousand, uh, I'm not even going to double my money. Ethereum uh, is, you know, well of, over forty-four hundred. Um, it might make ten thousand. That's been some of the more loftier goals. Uh, but that, that that could take some time, and people are viewing Shiba Inu as well. If you take a look at how it's performed over, uh, you know, the past uh, seven days, you know, you could have doubled your money easily. Um, so, so I think there's this get rich quick mentality, which is which is uh, I think very dangerous, and uh, especially with this currency that the use case argument is not there. This is strictly momentum. This is strictly um, um, People just randomly throwing money at it, just trying to, you know, capture uh, a, a significant move higher. Uh, and and, and uh, I think that uh, it will end poorly for um, pretty much everyone um, exposed, except for the very early investors. Um, and uh, no, I think it just as this dominates the headlines, it's terrible news for the cryptoverse because it, I think uh, you should see more attention being paid to what's happening with Ethereum.
1: OK, let's. Take a look at what's going to happen over the next uh, week or so on both sides of the Atlantic and Asia as well. What do you think we should look out for? What are the highlights?
0: Well, over the weekend, we have uh, COP26. Obviously, I think the European leaders are going to be concerned about the uh, energy crisis that um, is, is happening. President Putin was rather savvy and uh, earlier this week saying they're going Ordering Gazprom to deliver uh, more supply to Europeans, um, and then you also have the G20 summit beginning. Uh, President Biden's already met the Pope. Uh, you, I, I think I think there's not. Nothing really expected, probably more posturing, more pressure maybe on OPEC to deliver more supply. Um, but uh, as, as far as the, the, the rest of the week goes, I think, you know, Sunday night we, we hear uh, manufacturing data from China. Their economic recovery has really hit a wall. I think you're, you're going to see manufacturing uh, still remain um, just barely in contraction territory. Uh, the service sector is uh, still uh, steady. Um, I think uh, you also have a, a key election in Japan, the the general election for its uh, lower house of parliament. Uh, this is this is actually a pretty big deal. This is really going to you know impact whether or not um, uh, Fashida is able to to deliver a, a massive economic package which the economy you know, uh, is in great need of. So that's that's a uh, that's just Sunday and. <laughs> I've already talked as much just uh, up to Sunday as I have uh, for past weeks. Um, but uh, Monday, I think you're going to see the focus is uh, ISM manufacturing for the U.S. That's going to be a key um, gauge. Uh, manufacturing is, is expected to weaken a little bit. Uh, Tuesday, we get the RBA rate decision. Uh, no change expected for both the cash rate and their three-year-old target. Uh, also, we'll, we'll get some U.S. vehicle sales data on Tuesday. The chip shortage is uh I think a big, big focal point for uh, Wall Street. And uh, if you see uh, uh, another wave of disappointing sales, it's not because of demand. It's because of supplies. And I think that will really start to um, have greater impacts on Wall Street and then the inflation story. Uh, Wednesday, we, we can't. Wednesday is the, the main event for a lot of traders. Yes, the Polish central bank will raise rates, at least that's ex- expectations, but no, it's all about the Fed. Uh, the Fed is expected to formally announce they will begin taping their asset purchases. Uh, that is widely anticipated. Um, Fed Chair Powell will probably try to push back on rate hike timing. Uh, I think he'll be able to do that. I think there's substantial progress has been made in both the labor market recovery and obviously with pricing pressures. Um, so I think this should be a fairly... Uh, Smooth meeting despite the uh, the significance of, of uh, beginning tapering purchases. Uh, Thursday is 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 a very busy day as well. Um, uh, for me, uh, OPEC Plus that meeting on output is going to be critical. Uh, I think uh, some of my friends will pay close attention to the Bank of England rate decision. This is an interesting one. Um, I was uh, I was uh, talking with the. Uh, Craig uh, Erlema, uh, my counterpart in London, and we were discussing what the current expectations were. You know, yesterday it seemed that the consensus was that you're going to get uh, possibly a 15 basis point rate increase by the Bank of England. Now it seems that it, it might be, um, they might they might just hold off on, on hiking rates just yet. So uh, it's a live meeting. This is, uh, you're, you're probably going to see, um, um, uh, I think, Significant volatility with the Bank of England. Uh, we also have uh, rate decisions from the uh, uh, Czech Central Bank. Uh, they're expected to raise rates 50 basis points. Uh, Norwich's to keep policy steady. Friday, uh, Bank of England's uh, Ramsden. Uh, we'll deliver the monetary policy report. Um, so that's going to be important as well. Uh, Friday, uh, also big big data for the U.S. Change in non-farm payrolls, the economic, uh, the labor market recovery is expected to accelerate um, and with 400,000 jobs incre- um, created. Uh, unemployment rate expected to tick lower too. So a very, very busy
1: week. Okay, Ed, have a great weekend and we'll speak to you again soon. Looking forward to it. Thank you.
0: This is the Oanda Podcast.